Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. On the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes. Woo. Where we are super stoked. <laughs> we yes. are, we've been having this glorious weather really glorious weather it's like summer weather mm-hmm. but it's like yeah. got more of a more of a cool breeze going on it hasn't been rainy and we're expecting a tropical storm so this is really fun <laughs> yeah we get to we get to get in go inside who knows go inside and close doors and stuff i don't think it's supposed to hit work. us i just think it's going to go past by us and then create a lot of rain Oh, okay. Well, That's you never good. know. It's all for fun anyways. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the thing is, you know, that getting into hoping that it'll go a certain way, <laughs> that's where, you know, you're like, you're missing the point of it. You're missing the Whatever whole point. Whatever it is, is good. Yes. <laughs> because watch when you get the thought, I hope it doesn't start raining or I hope it like gets pushed back or whatever like that. <laughs> because when you when, when you entertain a thought like that it's as if it can go some other way besides perfect mm-hmm. right it's as if it could go a different way besides how it needs to be for your unfolding so how could it not be perfect aloha <laughs> someone's speaking in here <laughs> Can I share something for a minute? I saw this video about this guy that took CIA psychic training. Uh-huh. And he was uh, stationed in the Middle East to direct Tomahawk missiles. Mm. Uh, that uh, the uh, aim wasn't proper on their equipment, so they trained people to be able to have psychic abilities. Well, this guy uh, was trained at Area 51 to... To, they want them to be able to see into the future, to have like precognition or whatever. And they had this all team of people that saw into the future. And what they discovered was that everything is moving to one inevitable outcome for humanity. And it is awakening, mm-hmm. ascension, uh-huh. the butterfly coming out of the cocoon, the new heaven and the new earth. And so he's saying that that's why uh, the uh, deep state and the cabal is pushing their agenda so strong now to imprison humanity because this is going to be their last last window window to be able to, uh, you know, uh, exacerbate their agenda before this inevitable outcome of global awakening. Okay, so, so that's all a story. Right. So that that's all story. And the stories, you know, they're symbols. Mm. They're symbols of what, you know, we're ready to accept, let's say. We're ready to accept as a as a um, a plausible story, you know, Mm. Uh, you you, you hear something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds possible. (laughs) You know, (laughs) sure. Uh, That's cool. Uh, It's like. Uh, and when, when you can, because it's all make-believe, so it's all mm. symbolic of the awakening mind. It's all symbolic of that. And, you know, there's going to be, uh, 
there's going to be a sense like the whole world is awakening. That's how it is. You get a sense like the whole world is awakening, like, and the and and like the world is there to serve you. Like it's there to serve you. It's not being antagonistic toward you. You know, the world is never being antagonistic. Nothing in the world is. You know, um, it, it's like. Uh, when my house was run over by lava, and then I was, um, and then I got this this check for thirty five thousand, and then they told me I owe the money back to them. Oh it was like a sense, like you know, something bad, something bad is happening, and I was just like, oh, that's got to be a gift. That's the only way it could be. You know, you just don't like accept that it's anything other than that, no matter what it looks like. See, because it it really doesn't matter what it looks like on the surface. Our ideas and our ways of calculating even money and everything like that, it's wrong. It, do, it doesn't really work. There's nothing here worth getting or keeping, right? There's nothing that we need to have that we wouldn't be willing to lose. I mean, really, because of what it's all for, because of where it is all going toward. And I love that uh, that symbol that, you know, it's like a symbolic message, this um, the, they, they were able to, to prove it in some kind of what quantum physics or something yeah, like quantum that. Physics. It's all of these, uh, guys that were expert in psychic precognition. They had a whole team of people visualizing what the future, and they all came up with the same conclusion. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, humanity is, is going to be destined to global awakening and ascension and, and like the, the butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Yeah, it can't be stopped. I yeah. mean, there's just a show going on as if it could, as, as if something's on the line, mm. you know. I mean, you could say for, uh, uh, when, whenever the, the world seems to be in an uproar like that, it's giving every single one an opportunity. It's like a choice between two things. Would you rather keep this world or escape it? There's gonna be many who choose to keep the world, it, you know, and that's okay. It's not a, it, it's, it's not, you can say it's not their time, even though time is an illusion. You can say it's not their time because really for you to see through the illusion, for you to like undo the world you perceive, it's really only you. You don't need anyone else on board with you. It's only, it's only you. And as you're looking, even as you're looking at in that direction and you're going down the path of what appears to be your life, you're demonstrating that and you're also being an example of it to everyone. Not only that, but you're putting an energy into the field that everyone feels. It vibes for everyone and it's like a sense of relaxation. Everything's okay. So it starts to quicken for everyone. So, you know, it's like only take care of your own consciousness. Don't worry about what kinds of decisions anyone else is making. Um, you never have to worry about any friends or family members or anything because they're totally taken care of by the same source that's taking care of your mind. And there's no way any of their lessons can be wrong for them. Okay. Yeah. So like you'd be taking away their karma or their their own learning and expansion and beautiful process. But you can't even take that away because you're part of it. Yeah, all you way. do is well, well, you, well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can tempt the, you can tempt another person to stumble. Sure. Stumble, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know that hurts your mind whenever you tempt another person to stumble. 
See, so like, like say, um, say you already know that the world isn't real, but you're trying to convince someone that the world is real in some way. Like they're like, you should be fearful of this. Like you should be afraid of this, right? This thing is fearful. Um, the storm coming. Right. <laughs> Would you do that if you already know it's not real? People do that. Do, do what? They'll tell somebody opposite of what they know. Sure, there's always like, yeah, it's like that until the mind is purified, okay? That's always how it's going to be. Like, I get the sense of myself saying stuff, too, that, that it, where I'm making the world real, especially, you know, like, one thing that triggers that is when I smell a synthetic essential oil. When I sell, uh, all of a sudden, things get really real to me <laughs> because that fucking oil is synthetic and mine are real, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> You see what I mean? So a lot of the times we don't notice we're doing it. And, and see, here's the thing about the perception. You don't want to try to manage how you're relating and the things that are coming out of your mouth. You want to let those flow because those are actually teaching your mind what you take to be true about yourself. So that way you can see. It, 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 that's, all you, that's, that's all you need. And, you know, there's no, um, there's no shame in it. There's no, oh, you should have said something like this, you know. Um, like for me, whenever I'm hanging out with like spiritually minded people, um, there's there's like a lot of a lot of the like think they caught me in saying something bad or something or wrong or something like that. And you know, I'll just smile and go, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it, it's like you, it's not about the terms that you use or anything like that. And also just in allowing it to flow free because there's no judgment in anything you're just watching you know sometimes you say goofy things oh yeah i mean you know i mean caught you in something bad or what was it caught you in something bad something might have flown out of like saying something that's like oh i know i know what okay so last night i was at this party and uh I call it a party. Other people call it a gathering, you know. There's no <laughs> alcohol involved. But I'm partying. <laughs> so, always partying. I'm always partying. That's just how it is. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. So, uh, so there is a girl sitting next to me, and she had some um, scented oil. And, you know, I smelled it on her right away when I went to give her a hug. I just, like, I don't really bother people about it. I'm just like, woo, you know. I'm in the business. I'm around it all the time, right? Um, so it, it's just like, the, it, it's like the, the world will give you the triggers that you need. The world will always give you the triggers that you <laughs> yes, need. They will. And you know what? I love that mine are kind of stupid. I love that. It's like, that's kind of dumb. I mean, it just does. Maybe they're all like that. It's all just like, oh, that's just, you know, it's kind of really dumb. Stuff. Yeah, it's kind of stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Aloha, lovely. Thank you for joining. So, yeah, we're, I just started on a story. Um, you were hearing it. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, so, so I said, you know what? Let's, I'll just pass it over to her. So then she uses it. And then it comes back to me. And then I pass it back to the girl again. And she goes, uh, she goes oh, you don't want anything? I, I go, no, thank you. And she goes, oh, my God, are you sensitive to it? And I go, no, no, it's not that. And then, and then she's like, oh, good. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. And then, and then so later on, I'm like, find myself sharing my, um, one of my essential oils, King and Queen. It's like the best freaking essential oils in the world. Like, you know, 
you could say, you could say, you could say, what is it? Uh, speaking of the illusion, it's the best shit in the world, okay? But it's not really true. I'm making it up, right? I'm all, I'm, I know I'm making it up. You can, right? Doesn't matter. I know I'm making it up. Still, I'm sharing the essential oil. What comes out of my mouth? It's not like that stinky synthetic shit you put on earlier. <laughs> and the girl goes, oh my God, I just got a flashback like I was in LA. And I was like, yeah, I'm from there too. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <the> bloodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, that comes out sometimes." You know, it's not like it's a problem. You know, don't make a problem out of things. It it only comes out to reveal you what's hidden, what would keep your mind what would keep hidden. Why would you want to keep it hidden, you know? Why would you want to why would you want to try to cover it up? Why would you want to guard yourself? There's no need. There's no need. Let it let it flow. And you know, people look at you like, it's like, hey, what's up? That's just how it is. You know, that's how it comes out. <laughs> I I accept myself as I am. You know, and that's what makes it easy for me to accept all the other people as they are too. You know, so that's like one thing. Like if people have trouble. Uh, or think they have a problem with the way I am, um, any of my habits, any of the way I speak, the, the fact that I eat raw meat, someone has a problem with that, um, the F word, you know, anything like that. It, it, it's like I don't have an argument with them. I have no argument with them. And, you know, if they hang around me, then they realize, wow, uh, I can do anything and she's not, like, making me wrong yeah. about stuff. Yes. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like... People might be uh, people might be pissed at first, you know. Like last night when I came home, I was I was partying, you know. I, I left. I didn't even realize it. I told my husband, "I'll be back in a couple hours. I'm going to see Fantuzzi," and uh, and 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 so I go over there and uh, totally forget anything I told my husband. Right? I'm in the mood. I, I'm in the groove. I'm like we're loving it up. We're having like a small gathering and songs and sharings and I forget I even have a husband you know like that thing is just gone so, <laughs> so next thing you know next thing you know it's midnight I go pull up to my driveway and my husband's lights are on in his truck and I'm like hey what's up my husband's like walking to me and he's like angry it looks like he's angry anyway so he appears to me I know I'm projecting it <laughs> what the fuck hope and I'm like what's up he's like what the fuck are you doing it's like what's wrong and um he goes walking towards me and he's just like oh uh hey i was really worried and all that kind of stuff and i go okay well that's because you were following thoughts that doesn't have anything to do with me that really doesn't have something to do with me you know (laughs) (laughs) it is he knows he knows like he doesn't hold it. He's not going to hold a grudge because of that. You know, like the next morning, he's not going to be giving me the whole cold shoulder or something. You know, <laughs> you just have to process it. Yeah, right. Because he was scared. Yeah. He was like, I don't I never met Fantuzzi. I don't know who the fuck Fantuzzi is. <laughs> 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 what exactly is a Fantuzzi? <laughs> <laughs> he comes sometimes. He was here last oh, yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. He was he's here been here for a week. while. Like, yeah, he's actually pretty famous. He travels yeah. all yeah. around doing all yeah. his yeah. musical things and stuff <laughs> like that. At Bantuzzi's pad. Oh. Yeah, I was I was oh, hanging out at his pad. Yeah. So so, 
So, you know, my husband, he's just like, he's like, the boys were worried. And I go, well, you guys were just going on a little trip. That doesn't really have anything to do with me. You know, he's like, he's like, you told me, you told me you were going to go to this guy's house that I never met for a few hours. And that was four o'clock. And now it's after midnight. And, and, and I go, okay, well, here's the thing. I never really know. (laughs) I just never really know. I might say I'm going to be back. I don't know. And here's the thing, you guys. You look at Bob. He's got a look on the face. Like, how is that any way to... Well, here's, here's the thing. Don't they know you by now? We don't know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. We actually don't know. So, you know, the anger, it's unjustified. We don't know. All this stuff, it's like, I'm not over there thinking... Yeah, fuck that husband of mine. I'm going to piss him off tonight. Oh. You know? And even if I was, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Right? I'm still innocent in that. <laughs> I just want to see him get scared that I'm, like, dead somewhere on the street somewhere. And then it's, like, their role to be scared. And right. And be in that fear and play yeah. that story out. And... Yeah. And so and I had... in the trucks to find you. And he was, and I just thought that was the sweetest. I was like, oh, honey, that is so sweet. You're getting in the truck to find me. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And you know what the funny thing is? When I left Fantuzzi's place, I I got completely lost because GPS doesn't work out there. There's no cell. So, uh, so I got completely lost. I GPSed in and then I had no service to get out. So I, I, I go driving. I'm like, Oh shit, where, you know, I'm a lower Puna chick. It's cool. I'll just keep on driving down this road. At some point, I'm going to know where I am. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm like at, at this dead end. And I never saw another car the whole time. Oh, it was beautiful. It was yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It was like amazing tree tunnels and stuff. Mm. So I go all the way back to where I came from. Go all the way back through there. So like, uh, like as I'm driving through there, I kind of like get this wave, like, you know, this fear arises because like there's no one out there. It's after midnight. It's like Black Sands area. And, you know, a wave of like this sensation, like a fearful sensation. I'm like, oh, that cannot be anything. I mean, of course. I mean, even if I did get stopped and carjacked or raped or killed or something <laughs> like that, it would all be in my best interest. So I don't need any be afraid of anything. You know, it's like, and you always have power for the hour. That's why it doesn't give you any kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't give you any kind of, uh, uh, you, you don't need any kind of training for it is what I'm saying. It's like whatever situation you find yourself in, it's perfect for you. So, you know, it's like it, our minds are so connected. So there's my husband thinking about all the, the bad things that could be happening, getting ready to like leave. He's like, I'm. I'm not going to sleep, so I'm just going to go drive around Puna looking for her. <laughs> and it's funny. It's, it's funny because it's like, I, I know exactly like Bob. I was kind of like, man, don't you know me? Like, are you been, you've been hanging out with me for, for, you've been hanging out with me for a long time. I told you, basically, I, I'm like a single chick, but I'm monogamous with you. <laughs> Basically, like, I, I like that, so I agree to that. And other than that, I'm a single chick. <laughs> I just do what I want. So I, I think all the baking and stuff like that, he forgot that I was that broad and probably thought I was someone else. All the baking. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Does that mean you're home all the time? Since I bake sourdough, does that mean I'm... (laughs) 
need to check in now. <laughs> the homesteader. Yeah. It's really fun. And you know what? I know my mind's projecting it. That's what makes it so fun. My husband is in my perception. See, here's, here's the catch here. It's in my perception. That means I'm projecting it. He is always trying to make me into the homesteader. And it's fucking fun. It's just a fun little dance because it is my projection. So I don't have to be pissed at him. It's like, oh, I must be sending some kind of signals. This is fun. Uh, and, you know, and then I just have to, like, set it back straight again. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's actually like this. <laughs> I can come, whenever, come home whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, my man was so pissed last night. He was so cute. I go, I was laughing, you know, and he was like, he was like laying there kind of pissed. And I go, you're going to be laughing about it tomorrow, honey. It'll be okay. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll laugh about it tomorrow. <laughs> He did. We were laughing in the kitchen this morning. Aww. Yeah. But he went to bed. My kids didn't have any issue with it. They've been my kids the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just kind of like, where's mom? And he's like, uh, she went to Fantuzzi's, but then he's expecting her <laughs> to come back. <laughs> Sounds like a gay strip club or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's completely flamboyant when you meet him. He's completely flamboyant like a gay dude, but he's totally straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll, and he'll perform, he'll perform, any, he'll perform anytime. Yeah. Yeah. He'll perform anytime. He's a great performer. He's a beautiful musician. Really fun too. So if you guys want to check out Fantuzzi, look him up. He's pretty popular. He has a shit ton of song, songs. He's got so much going on. Wow. Woo. We were up all night doing that. <laughs> Yeah, he gets a good partier. Yeah, so do you see what I mean about releasing yourself? It's just one example, you know, I like to give fun examples. Just one example of releasing yourself from any kind of obligation. There's a, that's, it, that's something we made up. That, some, some people aren't going to go for that. I had to have an open hand with my husband. You know, I'd have an open hand like that. It's just like, hey, he may not go for that. We may be splitting up. Okay. That's all. That's all. You know, what, 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 what do you want to, what do you, what do you want out of this relationship? Like, what would you be trying to get out of this relationship if you can't be authentic in it? Like, what would you, what would you be trying to go after? Safety? Something for the kids? The kids don't need you doing that shit. They don't need you sacrificing your authenticity. There's no, there's no need for that. And, you know, that's your healing. It's like whatever you're called to be in this, um, in, in this lifetime, whatever you're called to play out, whatever personality or whatever you're called to play out in this lifetime, that's exactly where all your lessons are coming. So you're being called in that way. When you, when you stifle yourself, you're still going to get lessons. It's just that for a lot of people, it's repeating the same lesson over and over and over again because they're not seeing that it is a lesson. So it's just repeating the same thing. Why do I keep on attracting these same guys that are controlling? You're fucking going for it. You know, for one thing, making it real. Hey, don't try to control me. That's what I said to, to, to my husband when he wasn't my husband when we were really young. And um, he'd go, hey, you can't go over there. It says you can't. The sign says you can't go over there. I go, fuck you, man. You're not my dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You may be like eight years older than me, but that doesn't make you like dad status, okay? Like I'm running over here. <laughs> like, I'm running right 
through there with all my other 21-year-old friends that like to run around places where it says, don't go in there. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it, it's like, you know, but, but once I, I realize it's coming from me, it's just so much more playful. It's like, oh, thanks, you know, and it, like I told him, I think it was this morning, because he's just like, or maybe it was yesterday, he's just taking care of me, you know. We were going to an acupuncture appointment, and I, was, and, and, and I went over um, to my little spot where I usually sit and smoke, and I lit up smoke, and I got on my cell phone, and I got ready to play my video game, and I like play while I'm smoking spliff. And he goes, he goes, hey, honey, you know what, it's probably a really good time for you to eat the food I made you right now. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I put the split down, put the phone down, go eat my, I'm, eat, I'm eating my food. And then he's telling me something else that I should probably bring. And I'm like, you know what, honey? You are in a really sweet, awesome way, very fatherly to me. It is so sweet. You just are taking, it's like you're taking care of the things that I need. So I can just like Aww. flit around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flit till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, it's like really sweet. It's not like, um, Hey, don't you think you should be doing more produ- something more productive besides smoking a spliff and playing video games on your phone? Angry Birds is important. <laughs> it's like I I have I have done the Angry Birds. Now you know what I like is it's uh, it's the word. I think it's called wordscapes. You make words. I fucking love that. I don't know. I, I do sit around talking for two hours two times a week. So. That, you know, drawn to making words. <laughs> oh, yeah, my favorite game is Boggle. I love Boggle. Okay, so here's what you do when you're playing a video game. Okay, because okay, uh, if, you, if you probably notice how um, it could be this vibe where your attention's getting really drawn in and you're going really fast. Any of you who play video games might know this. You might get this with something else, too. It doesn't have to be a video game. It could be anything where you're focused on a particular... Uh, goal or something like say you're doing some kind of computer work or something like that it's like your mind starts moving super fast and this kind of narrowed focus takes effect so just to be aware of that like you can keep on opening up your focus while you're playing the video game even if you're smoking a split mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you know it's like you keep on widening always widening your focus because awareness is what's it just never hide. It does not matter what you're doing. Just never hide. Don't hide in that narrow, narrow focus. It's where you're kind of like trying to block everything out and, um, and, and, and press down, like repress what you're feeling and trying to get some entertainment. So I was talking with my uh, sweet friend earlier today, one of my sweet friends. She just flew into Oahu and she's going to be quarantining for 10 days because she just does not feel drawn to take a, a, a test, a COVID test. I did the same thing. I love that. Um, at one point, I turned into Earth Mother and showed up here for Wisdom so Dialogues. Awesome. That was so awesome. <laughs> that was so awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I know. I picked you up and I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this version? What is this version? I know. I was like, yeah. smells the same. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Smell, it smells the same. Yes. It has the same essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just gave me, a, it, you know, that just clued me in. Like, 
man, it's like every time I sit down here and I talk with you guys, it's like there's this energy that comes through. And it's like in that instance, it's like, hey, you're going, I'm going, you're not even going. You're just like, you, you, you know, for all anyone knows, you're back at your house, kicking back on your bed, doing your COVID freaking mm-hmm. quarantine. <laughs> so, so my friend, so my friend goes, yeah, so I was just going through all this shit. I felt like I was going to scream in the airport because it was just such, it was feeling like such a mess. And before that I felt so joyful and I just felt like I was going to scream. And then I go, wait a second. I am, I set this up like this instant right now. I set this up so I can get this feeling like all these players, all these people at the airport, all this stuff, all these people at the airport. So then she feels joyful again. And she goes, you know what? I haven't had a drink in months. I could really use a beer right now. I'm going to go get a beer. So she goes over and you have to have a vaccine passport to get a beer or sit down or get anything to eat or anything. So she said she, yeah, she felt this sense of complete devastation, but then she said it was gone right away. She goes, you know what? I'm just going to call hope. You know, I was going to, yeah, she's like, I'm just going to call hope. So she calls me up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so perfect. And she's like, she's like, I know. And, and, and I go, I go, can't you see how, you know, it's giving you exactly what you need. You're trying to run away from the feeling with a beer and some food. And it's like, nope, you can't do that right now. There have been many times where you've been able to do that. But right now you just have to sit with the feeling. And she just like felt so, she just, she just like received the, the healing. She received the blessing and all that, you know, just like realizing, wow, I made this for myself just like this. And I can't do anything. I can't do any of my habits right now to try to, uh, to try, you know, to try to repress it. And that's the thing with all these habits that we do and all these things, we try to repress it at some point, that's not going to be available. It's just not going to be available. You have to sit with yourself and, you know, to make it easier on yourself, practice like I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what you find yourself doing. Any of your habits, any of the habits that you have that, you know, you're like, this is my downtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Keep on letting it that, that, that focus where you're getting really narrow focus on that thing. And it seems like you're going really fast. Keep on letting that kind of open up. So you're just there witnessing it and you're not like hiding Okay, there are certain energies we get into where we're hiding stuff from our guide, where it's like we're keeping it from our guide. We're afraid that our guide isn't gonna uh, isn't gonna approve of us, or we're not gonna approve of ourselves if we even see that thing about ourselves. So it's just like don't hide anything. So um, recently, and this has been something that's recurred for me over and over again. I've been a business owner for a long fucking time. I think it's been like 20 years or more. I've been a business owner and, um, every now and again, I'll get this really intense sense that everything is going to shit. Uh, it'll just be so freaking fearful. These be like, ah, oh, oh. and, 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 you know, uh, yeah, it'll be like, oh, I need to do something right away. You know, Um, so, so that sense came up to me like earlier, like last week or the week before and a sense of it. And it was so dreadful. I noticed my mind started to think about bankruptcy. My mind started to think about, um, how I can just not pay all the debt and forget about it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just like watching all these and I'm, and, and, you know, and I'm asking my guide, I'm going, asking my guide to look with me at all of this, just look with me at all of this. So it's like when you invite your guide and you know, you ask, who's your guide, your guide, there's only one teacher. There's only one teacher. There's one mind. There's one teacher in the mind. Okay. So it doesn't have to have a name or it can have a name, whatever you want. Um, it's your good guide. I mean, it, that, that particular, um, that particular energy, you can say it's an energy because it's like a gift to you in this world. And it's like the guardian of the thought system that resonates with the truth about you. So that good guide knows who you are. Okay. And also knows who you think you are and is always guiding you. You, That guide can always, you can, can always be heard by you when you're allowing everything to be looked at with that guide. So as I'm watching these thoughts go by with that guide, I can see how fearful they are. And they, and so they don't seem like they seem entertaining, but they don't seem like anything that I need to pursue. So automatically that choice is going to be made depending on my choice of guides, depending on my choice of guides. So, um, funny thing is, it, it, it's the way it looks like if I start doing calculations, the way it looks is like there's no freaking hope. <laughs> no, hope, no, hope. No, no hope. This thing is going down. It's a matter of how long. I'm, it, you know, this particular business, Miracle Botanicals, has been in business 11 years. And this, uh, this feeling and, and thing started happening way early on. Like, you know, way early on, like if, within a couple of years. It's like once you have it, it's like, oh, my God, oh, what will I do? What will become of me? You know, even like uh, the thought of taking a real estate agent course, like all these different random. You look at her face. She's like, I cannot see you as a real estate agent. Well, you know what? I'd be great at show. I'd, I'd be great at showing up at the house to talk to the people. All that other stuff. Someone else needs to do that shit. <laughs> I'll be great yeah, at, you don't want at, at selling the house. I'll be great at selling the house because I will be trying to sell the house. Yeah, that's yeah, all. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be great at selling any house because it's like, it's like the person, the thing is, uh, the person, it's a personal connection. All of that stuff is the same. Like when I sold cars, um, when I was young, I was like, I don't know, like 20 and I sold cars and people would walk on the lot and they, they, you know, have a, a connection with me and they go, you know what? I'm buying a car from you. I know that. I don't know what car I'm buying, but I know I'm buying a car from you because you're the salesperson, right? Basically. And that, and, and that is how it is in all of, uh, all of life. You know, it's like we, when we're open to having a connection, like for me, I'm fucking around. I'm 20 years old. I don't give a shit if I sell a car, actually. Everyone else is all serious. I'm like amazed that they hired me. You know? <laughs> like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> I don't even know how to drive a stick. I pretend like I do. I fuck it up coming out of the oh. thing. <laughs> they still forgive me anyways because I was top salesperson. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were a used car salesman. I was, no, not used. New. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there are probably used ones available, but I only remember selling new ones. Oh. <laughs> and you wow. were the top salesman. It was a Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge. Ram. That's even um, more amazing. You were selling fucking Dodges? 
<laughs> well, you know, the Jeep, the Jeeps are in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, Jeep Grand <laughs> Cherokee and stuff. <laughs> I was selling Dodges. No. <laughs> yeah, that didn't that didn't last that did, that didn't last good. very long though. That, that didn't last that didn't last super Chiefs long. Super, okay. Yeah, that conglomerate. We don't know about them. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's all relationships. So you know, I've shared with that about that a lot too. It's all it all comes down to relationships, not just like when you're perceiving a body, but when you're perceiving anything, like anything. If you think the thing is out of place, you're in conflict in your mind. You think the thing is out of place. Watch. Just watch. You know when you think the thing is out of place. Don't look so much at the words. Watch. Because there's, there's a reaction in you. <laughs> there's a reaction that it shouldn't be there. <laughs> I got to clean that. Like, it looks yeah. bad or something. Yeah. Yeah, right now. And so, so I'm, I'm chilling over there with Fantuzzi and he's got like all this shit on this counter and, and I'm, and I'm going, oh, there's so many different things here to look at. And, and we were talking about how every, everything's perfectly in the, in the right place, you know? And, um, and he's like, so I don't need to clean it up. And I go, well, you don't have a choice in it. You know, you don't really have a choice in that. It's just to recognize that you don't actually have a choice in it. Like if it looks messy to you, then that's the, a perception that you're getting. If it gets cleaned up, apparently it's still an appearance. So then Fantuzzi starts moving around and moving all the stuff around. And I was like, oh, this is so fun just watching all these things move all around in here. You know, it's like all that's going on is like things are just like changing positions. Just and nothing's really happening. Nothing's really moving anywhere. It's just it's it's a mind playing out. It's like a whirlwind of a mind playing out. Now it's cleaning, you know. It's like now it's a, it's like it, you never have to be hard on yourself. Like today I got the, I got the hit. Well, I wonder how hard people are on, on themselves when they have a perception like this. So I see this laundry basket sitting in my room and um, it's been sitting there for a while. You know, a lot of the times I get the perception that I'm folding the clothes really fast and putting them on the bed. And then I got the perception it was sitting there for a while. And also my husband's um, clothes are already out of it. So he went in there and he got his out. And he folded it. So, and I got the perception that, uh, oh, I really need to get to that. That's one of those thoughts. Mm. See how they seem benign? You're not capable of getting to it. That's not how it is. They, they see, and, and, and that ties you in every single time. It like ties you in to being uh, like an object in the illusion in your mind. Yeah. Oh. So it makes you out like you're an object in the illusion. So all you have to do is recognize that's what it is. That's all. That's it. You just recognize that's what it is. It might sometimes come out of your mouth. Like that time I was with Anne, I was like, oh, I wish I would have. And Anne's like, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, you know, like I, I saw it immediately as it was coming out of my mouth. It's like, there's, there's not, there's not much you could do about that. Uh, and it's all, and it's always perfect. It's always perfect. And I say, there's not much you could do about it because if it's coming out and it keeps coming out, and once you see, you're automatically making a different choice. The doing is actually in the seeing, in the willingness to see. The do that is the doing, and then the doing that's apparent is, would be like you know, uh, it would be like, oh, excuse me, 
thank you for playing. None of that stuff was true. It just came out of my mouth. <laughs> Which, you know, I've had that experience too. Uh, after talking for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I was really in it. I was in a battle. So, so one thing that was coming up for some of my friends, which I know, you know, is also protecting, is this sense like uh, there's a problem, like something's going to go wrong, you know. And that's why I get this, this sense of scarcity. That's why I love it when I get the sense of scarcity. I get so excited, you know, that, that one that says, oh, my gosh, your business is going to go down. I get so excited because that is, to my mind, evidence of how powerful I am because I'm able to make an illusion that there's scarcity. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cause that's a, that's completely not what the truth is about any of us, but we can make an illusion like that. And it takes a lot of energy to do that. And it's like all that deserve is gratitude that you can even make a perception that you might not have enough. We, yeah. <laughs> what fun. Oh my goodness, will my husband get pissed at me? Will he get mad at me for spending so much money on Etsy and Gaia Conceptions? <laughs> I hope you like all those clothes you got now that we're broke. <laughs> Isn't that so fun? So I go on Gaia Conceptions today and drop 500 bucks. That's the perception I have today. Is that the funniest thing ever? So <laughs> last week, that wasn't a, a possibility. Last week, I thought I didn't need any more clothes. <laughs> this week, <laughs> man, I see exactly what shirts I need to put in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> and and look and, and look at it's not like I have to have them. The energy of it is not like I have to have them either. It's just uh, it, it's just like wow. Uh, I see. Oh yeah, I see some things that I could use. Oh, and it's just like automatic. And you know, I'm, my husband's like coming up in my mind after all these years. You know, I told him. I said I'm not putting up with that scarcity shit anymore. I just I don't subscribe to it. I do not subscribe to it. I kind of got pissed one year. Mm. Oh, sorry. I do not prescribe to it. I'm not going to go for it. And he like realized I'm not going for that shit. And you know, I also told him at one point, you know, I don't have a choice in it. He told he told me we have to tighten our belt. When I hear that, I'm like, oh my god, let's just go all the way back to the 40s or something. <laughs> we were like acting like we're in a depression era like people can just go and fucking start farming but there's like all the news is saying that everyone's lined up they're getting they're getting soup because they're lined up because they're so poor believe me a lot of those people didn't need to line up for soup that you didn't see on history and on the news they fucking made it work you know mm -hmm. they trust that it's like all coming from within it's like we don't need your fucking system where everyone's poor and begging and standing in lines okay mm. <laughs> but the conditioning from that is this as if money is real or meaningful or if i could spend too much it's like this is uh Finally, you know, it occurred to me, it's like, this is how I'm actually meant to express. 
okay? I, I went on the SBA web website. It occurred to me because all these people were all of a sudden were reaching out to me who want to loan me money, right? All these people. And I go, why are all these people reaching out to me to loan me money? And they were saying something about EIDL loan. So I go, okay, let me check what that is. I look it up. Next thing you know, I'm on the SBA website. I fill a couple things out on there, right? And then they say, you're eligible for $925,000 at three point something percent interest. I'm like, fucking awesome. I'm like, I'm going to go for that. And then when I'm filling out the paperwork, right? I'm filling out the paperwork. And then it needs my partner's signature, who's my husband. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then I go... So then I go, yeah, I'm projecting it too. Like, let's not forget this when I'm telling the story because that's what really makes it really meaningful, you know? So, so I go down there. First of all, first of all, I lightly touch his shoulder like this and he goes, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? You okay? You know, he's in the, he's in the office working with all the other four people that work in the office, Miracle Botanicals. I'm like whoa, and he's like, he's like just looking totally like disheveled, right? I'm like wow, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, you just like you snuck up on me, and I'm like, oh okay. And I, I go, Can you come up here and talk to me for a minute? So he comes up, and I'm like, honey, the SBA is telling me that they will give me nine hundred and twenty-five thousand. Us nine hundred and twenty. I'm saying me because I'm like I'm the one that's like got the balls to take it. <laughs> So <laughs> that's what it looks like in my in my perception, right? <laughs> so, I, so I take like yes. <laughs> I'm like I will I will find something to do with 925. I will not have a problem. And see, here's the thing: I don't think in terms. I don't do not think in terms of paying it back. I don't. I, I honestly because I don't need to think about that. I don't need to. I, okay, all this time I've been living like this, I haven't even gone bankrupt. And I'm not afraid of that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm not afraid of that either. It's like when I was super young, I'd be like shopping in a store and someone would go, wow, you really have a lot of food in your shop, shop cart. I was like, yeah, we like this food over here. Uh, and what's your budget? And I was like, I don't have a budget. He's like, oh, that's really dangerous not to have a budget. That's how you get, you know, you go bankrupt or get in the poorhouse or something like that. And I was like, well, I'm just like not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. I'm just like refusing to do that. You know, call me rebellious. I'm not doing it. I'm just, I just go to the store and whatever I fucking want in there, I just put in the cart. You know? Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people think like I'm a trust fund kid or something like that. But actually, my parents are missionaries and they're always asking me for money. So <laughs> my dad's awesome. I, I don't know. I haven't heard about like like how he's doing physically. I don't even care, actually, Bob. It doesn't matter. Oh, you. <laughs> but, but yeah, my so so my dad, I get a call from my sister. That's another thing this week. That was really fun. My sister calls me up. She goes. Hopi, our dad is in the hospital. He uh, he's mentally whatever. He's and he's they're saying he has COVID and they're doing all this stuff and he's in the Philippines. So he can't manage to walk out of there. He can't even leave. He has to be quarantined because he tested for the COVID and all this stuff. And and I'm and I go, oh okay, that's awesome. Oh that's awesome that you get to be that sister. You're gonna go or that daughter. You're gonna go over there and. Freaking get dad out of that mess and bring him back over here. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do a GoFundMe too. Oh, that's cool. 
And then she didn't ask me for anything or anything like that. She's like, do you want me to keep you updated? <laughs> like, cause I just seem like, I just like, don't even, I'm like, <laughs> not even uh, in that kind of realm of making sickness true. Mm. You know, I love my dad. Um, I'm not super close to my dad as in relational wise, like um, on the surface of things. He went, he went overseas when I was 11 and de- didn't come back until I was 21. I only saw him for like a little t- bit of time at that time. So I'm not like super, like, like we're not f- familiar basically, you know, I like some memories of him when I was a kid and I've seen him different times. Um, I love him and I appreciate him. He's been a missionary for 50 years. He goes around and, um, does faith healings everywhere he goes. His faith is like super strong to the point where he can induce trust and faith in another person and they can see their, um, symptoms disappear on a dime, just like right there. Uh, right in an instant. So what I did is I took that GoFundMe page and I put it on my Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson page and I let people know this is what appears to be the situation. Um, You know, if you feel like donating, that's awesome. But more importantly, it's like, let's lift this brother up, okay? Because he's getting bombarded with all these thoughts about how he has COVID and he's... uh, he, he he's he's really has something that needs to be healed, right? And and the thing is, he doesn't have anything. He, it's a misperception. Everyone involved is misperceiving. Everyone is misperceiving. Now that doesn't mean that I wouldn't go into it. I would I would go right in there if called to be there. I would go right into that um, hospital room and let everyone know that that shit isn't there. It's not there. You guys are misperceiving. It's not, that's not a thing. When I went to see my friend Leah and she thought she had full blown COVID, I shit you not. I saw not one symptom. It looked like a person faking it, (laughs) which is good. It's good for her. It's good that there's a person faking it because then it's not buying into that energy. Was she bought into it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was buying into it. Yeah. But, and then she had a bunch of other friends who also bought into it. Who would call her and tell her, you know, you got to just go to the hospital. She's like, fuck that. You know, she had like, she was like, okay, at least I know not to do that. She has a certain limit. Yeah. She's like, no, you know, like, even if I think I'm dying, I'm going to be dying here. I'm not going to the hospital for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can take care of that over here if that's what needs to happen. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. And and the the thing is, for me, the way I differ from my dad, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, he was so radical. Some things I remember about him, he'd like see a person with crutches walking down the street and he'd like, and, and he'd very boisterously heal the guy, take the crutches, wow. throw them, tell the guy to walk. And the guy would be like, oh my God, I'm oh healed. God. Like shit like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah shit like that. that. And, and you know, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I love it. And and you know, and and you know, for me, like being a daughter of a missionary too, it was really interesting because when I was like fourteen, you know, he left when I was eleven, and then he called when I was fourteen, and that's the first time I heard from him from eleven to fourteen, and I was like, "What the fuck, Dad? Like, no birthday calls, no birthday presents. Like, you know, you're my dad, man." And he's like, "Hopi, you have to understand." The Lord's work comes first for me. That's what comes first. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was just like, I was fine with it. 
I was like, oh, okay, that's how he is. Cool. You know, it's like, it's just like, kind of like for, it's just kind of like, puts it, put it right there. It's like, oh, oh, I see now. Okay. It's not like he's, I, I didn't want to make him obligated to me. I didn't want to make it like some, some bad thing, my dad or something like that. Um, and any kind of upset feeling that would come around about my dad, I would just like, feel like it was like really beautiful. Cause I love my dad. You know, I would feel like, oh, that's really beautiful. Uh, one time I told my mom, I think it was my birthday. And, um, I told my mom, I go, she asked me, she asked me if I got everything I wanted for my birthday. And I, and I go, I thought I really wanted a call from my dad, but then I saw that I didn't really want a call from my dad and I was stoked. (laughs) You know, it's like you, it's like you think you, you know, you think these people are giving to you for certain roles. They're not though. It's all to learn. And you know what, how, how else really, I mean, would I be so relaxed and easeful with myself exactly as I am? My dad was a really good example of that. He was really relaxed and easeful with the way he was. Well, this is, and I would observe him too, uh, like when he would get in fights with his women, my mom and my stepmom. Um, and like they would be fighting and he would just be like, nothing there. Okay, well, I love you. You know, just like, okay. You know, just like, all right, well, he just like wait for that to pass. And he just hold a space where it's like um, mellow. People can get mad if they want. He's not mad at them for getting mad or anything. But he just holds a space where it's just like really mellow. So, so the way we differ in what I saw that was different is I don't want to go around making physical manifestations of healing that are just superficial. I'm all for manifestations of healing. I'm all for that. Manifestations of healing that are coming because they're reflecting a healed mind. The illusion, the the ego can make more illusions and the ego can take anything. Belief in Jesus. So my dad had the belief that Jesus is healing, right? Jesus is doing the healing. The belief is so freaking strong and it's so powerful. We're very powerful to make illusions. Okay. Wow. And, and if that were the case and it worked all the time, there would be no way my dad wouldn't be able to heal himself too. Wow. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's how you know you've been making illusions all that time. Those were just illusions of healing. You were looking for a physical manifestation of healing. I am not looking for a physical manifestation of healing. I'm looking for healing in the mind as in purification of the guilty thought that makes it possible to have a perception of sickness in the first place. Okay? Talking about healing on a much deeper level. So when you're focused on healing like that, you do not let yourself even be deterred by by getting the perception of a a symptom. Or my friend Leah saying, Hope, I'm still sick. (laughs) And it's like, you're still not sick. You never were. But I'm still having symptoms. You still need to get the perception of symptoms. You need that. That doesn't mean you're not healed. Healing is instant as soon as you ask for it. Yes, healing is instant. You're holding on, making it seem unhealed. It's always thoughts that you're thinking against yourself. You guys, the ego is ridiculously tricky and clever 
There's so many little things that you think and you automatically believe that you don't even recognize. Now, how do I know this? Because I've been watching that thing for a really long time. And I know because I see it play out in my own mind. I notice things come up that I didn't see before and coming up. Not that, they, not, not that I wasn't conscious of them. I'm conscious of everything. All of us are. We're all conscious of everything. Even the word, word unconscious is a misnomer. We're putting veils up, but we know damn well that thing is there. And we want to keep it hidden from us, so we keep the veil up. There's nothing that's truly being hidden. You make a sense that it's being hidden. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about free will. If you want to keep whatever you're perceiving from your inner guide, then you're not going to get the guidance. You don't want it. You don't want it. You want the world. So if you want the world, the world is what you get. Okay? And, uh, and so the wages of sin is death. Okay? Basically, what does this mean? The wages of sin is death, okay? As sin is like missing the mark, okay? Sin is like missing the mark. So if you're missing the, the mark by wanting physical manifestation of healing, all that is is straight-ass desire, straight desire. I want a different manifestation. I want to make this manifestation. You're not getting the purification in the mind. Now, I remember a few years ago, um, maybe about five, seven years ago, I got a call from my mom or maybe an email to me and my sister because she knew that me and my sister are enthusiastic about yoga. Okay, we were then too. And so we got this thing from my dad basically telling us that we're going to hell if we keep on practicing yoga. And, you know, I told my mom... I. I told, I, I know I was, I was kind of surprised too, but, uh, you know, and then there's some things like where I was like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised because there's this dogmatic thing. Right. So I go, I was just like, Oh, I felt like that was so sweet. You know, I felt like that was so sweet when he, when my mom told me that I was like, Oh my gosh, he is like, he's kind of tiptoeing around. He doesn't want us to go to hell. He's trying to get us to stop practicing yoga and I and I go and I said something like like just uh, let let dad know that I know it doesn't feel good to think like that mm-hmm. you know I know that can't feel good and I'm giving him a hug because <laughs> uh there ain't no way that yoga's stopping <laughs> well you know and, and and you know it's just an indication it's, it's just an indication the thought that you could do something that makes you go to hell basically what is going to hell you know Leah and I were talking about it last week on uh, on wisdom dialogues online about how you know, it was like a total acid trip being sick. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. getting the perception that you're sick. I even still say being sick. I don't know when that's going to go away. I don't mind. Just watch it. Because that's such a deeply ingrained belief. I can sit here and say that it is not a, it is not a reality, but there's definitely aspects of my mind that still believe it. So the, so, so the speaking, when it comes out, it's always teaching my mind. It's always showing me. It's always showing me what it is, see? So it's always being revealed like that. Yeah. Today I had an experience where I was, uh, I get hellaciously seasick and I got onto a boat and I was like, today I'm just going to be with the fact that that's fear, you know, if that Mm -hmm. comes up. And I had this wild experience of it showing itself to me as fear rather than 
seasickness and it was intensity. Nice. And it was like, I was like, oh, I'm in intensity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, and I can feel the fear under it. And the more I leaned into the intensity and the fear, the more it be- broke through into this just like acid trip. Yeah. Essentially. And then I found myself having a wonderful time. And then in the middle of having a wonderful time, feeling like I was on an acid trip, puking over the side of the boat. <laughs> having a wonderful puke that I was yeah. like, oh, great. And I washed my little hands and went back to having a wonderful time in an intensity acid trip. And afterward, I was like, oh, I just, the, the, it revealed itself as a truer, you know, like seeing of, you know, I was like, oh, it's not sickness. It was resistance and it was fear. Yes. And then a symptom happened that looked like it was sick, but even as it was happening, I'm like, I'm not sick. I'm yeah. Just, I got, okay, thank you. Cool. Got it, buddy. And you can have a really nice barf. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then I just yeah. went back to like doing my I, I had people yeah, compliment release. me on my barfing before. Because uh, it just it, it just looked so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a really nice barf. Yeah. I think this one's pretty good. I'm like <laughs> naked in the sun, leaning over the side of the on crystal water, being like, wow. <laughs> it was awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, wonderful barf. Yeah. 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 It, it, it is all, it's any, any perception that you get that you're sick or, you know, anything like that. It's always just showing you that you're taking things about yourself wrong, wrongly. So you've, you've taken something. You've taken more than one thing, I'm sure. I mean, I just know, speaking from experience, there's like so much is revealed to me all the time. Oh, my goodness. So much ignorance in my own mind always being revealed to me whenever I'm in a social setting. Well, there's another one. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's like, it, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't quite get that yet. That's awesome. All right, you know, you just keep on uh, observing. And, you know, let, the, let that one that you think you are, basically the projected mind, let that thing be a fucking idiot. Just let it be. Let it be what it is. You know, it's like, it's, like it, it's not you. It's not even you. Okay, what's manifesting through it is teaching your mind. That's what you need. What's, mani- what's manifesting through that one that you think you are, that is what's teaching your mind. It's like a teaching device. It's not who you are. So you don't worry about all those ones out there that you're being an idiot in front of? No. Really it's perfect for them. Projections it's perfect for them. I, I love their projections. Go ahead. Make me they whatever you want. Projection. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. There's no you one know, looking at like, you. There's no, there's no one even looking at you. That's not like that. It's not like that. When people, people think they're, people think they see you. They see an image of their mind. They don't see you. No one sees you. In in this, in in this, three D, whatever you want to call it. I've heard it called three D. You know, we're not seeing anyone clearly. No one's looking at anyone. No one's looking at anyone. It's like we're in little boxes. These bodies are coverings for, you know, it's like, I don't mind. Uh, you know, I love it. And, and I love that sense that I get like I fucked up. You guys know it, the reaction in the body's energy field. I love getting that sense too, like I fucked up. It's like, oh, it's an embrace because that's not possible. I love getting the sense. What will they think of me? You know, uh, so, so what people do and, you know, I know cause I've done it a lot is we'll have an interaction and then we'll go and replay the interaction, try to make ourselves feel all right about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, so, so look at that thing. It gives you so many opportunities in it because it'll go on for a while, right? It gives you so many opportunities. You can kind of like pop your head out of that and go, oh, that's that thing Hope was talking about, how we get that thing. Watch, it's going to happen soon. It, it goes on all the time. Uh, that How I get that thing where I want to go over the conversations that I had and how I was, and I want to try to get myself to feel better about that and turn your attention. Like this is where the effort comes in. Okay. Turn your attention into how that feels. Just turn your attention into how that feels. It's all the effort you need. Just turn the attention there. Watch what the effect of thinking about it is on your body's energy field right now, because that's the first manifestation of this world. So it, so that's how your mind's going to learn what kind of effect this way of thinking has. And it won't be valuable to you over time of allowing yourself to see what this is really doing to you, how you're hurting your mind by even entertaining it at all. You guys, I, I, can't, I, I can't express enough how beautiful the space is that you get. You know, you forget about the richness. You forget about how rich this experience is. You forget about that being caught up in the mind. It's dreaming. Okay. I put it on the same par as sexual fantasy. It's the same thing. Okay. It's like you're thinking about, you're thinking about something putting you out of now, putting you out of this moment. I wrote a little bit about uh, the sexual fantasy thing this week. I will be um, talking with it a, about it a lot more on the online version because I have someone joining me who's really in that right now, all up in it, and she wants to go over it with me. But to touch on it a little bit, it's the same thing. Anytime you find yourself into in any kind of a sexual fantasy, see if you can pull your mind back, okay? Because you're going to find way more then what kind of limited satisfaction you're getting out of that fantasy. And it's really scary for the ego to let it go if you've been with it for a while because it seems like it's part of your identity. It seems like you need that. Well, that's all, you know, why would I sacrifice feeling good like that? And the thing is, because you don't realize that it's hurting you. That's why you, that's why you would, it isn't a sacrifice. Once you realize it's hurting you, it isn't a sacrifice at all. Because whatever pleasure you thought you were getting out of that, you can have so much more of that. So much, much deeper, much more um, profound than anything you can get from a fantasy. The only reason you would go to a fantasy, and it's both fantasy. You look at sexual fantasy and a fantasy about a conversation that you had with someone earlier. Okay, it's both taking you out of the moment. You cannot be experienced. Unreality. And you know what? Only reason you want to go there is because you think your reality isn't that good. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Mm -hmm. Your reality is also a fantasy. <laughs> your reality, the one you made, mm -hmm. it's a fantasy mm -hmm. in the first place. So you're trying to cover up a fantasy with a better feeling fantasy. <laughs> it's never going to get you anywhere good. Okay? I know it's like a, it's, it's like a thing for people, you know. And, and my friend, it, my friend who uh, is talking to me about it, she was so sweet because 
she did a post, she did a whole post on Facebook about how she was fantasizing. It was kind of erotic. All these people were getting turned on. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I know this girl. She's a really good friend of mine. She's been with some dialogues a lot. We've had conversations right. about this before. And, um, and, and, then, and then she said, you know, mainly, like, the main point of it seemed to be that so, you know, it's not that just ha- just guys have sexual fantasies. We women, we have sexual fantasies too. Like, you know, it's not just limited to dudes. And I go, yeah, you know, I commented on there. Yeah, it's not like the ego is sexist or something, you know. Like, he'll use your sexual fantasy to kill bodies as much as he'll use a dude's sexual fantasies to kill bodies. That's what it is. It's killing bodies whenever you're in fantasy, whenever you're in fantasy land. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You know, it, 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 I know you're, you're going, Hope, I, I'm not buying that. What do you mean? I'm killing bodies. Look at you're projecting time. When you're projecting time, what is it for? Birth and death. Okay. That's what it's going on. It's killing bodies. You're making them to kill them, make them kill them, make them kill them. Um, for me, it's just like, it, it's like that for me. It's like, I don't, and, and, and it's, it's playful. It's not like you think of murder in this world, like, like that, you know, it's playful. It's not like. You should go to jail. You're killing bodies. It's just like a pillow over the head. Right. Like how, how, like, like how, how, how long do we want to make our, our brothers and sisters and loved ones into bodies that get sick and die? Apparently, you know, like how, like how long we want to keep on playing that game really. So that's my incentive. And it's not easy. I'm not telling you to do something easy at all. It's like, it's not easy at all. You, you have to, um, you have to allow yourself to open up to where you're even willing to make that choice. Um, because it seems like the ego's pull is so strong in the moment, especially depending on how much, um, investment, energy investment you had in a particular thing, you know, like it, see if it seemed like, oh my God, um, like just to throw it out there, like, oh my God, what would I do without my husband? taking care of everything. Um, so like, uh, all of a sudden my husband is somehow gone. He like found another broad or he died or something. Something went on. I don't have him anymore. Right. It's like, <gasps> like that. So the whole time I have been withdrawing any kind of energy into that, that weird energy. You know, I hear about like couples, couples my age or older, they've been together for a long time. And uh, especially the wife will get like, oh my God, what will I do if I, if you leave me? The way they get to that point is they keep on believing it. So I would always have those being purified, um, even before I knew how to say it and talk about it with people or anything like that. You know, like when I felt myself worried that he might choose another partner, I let myself get the full feeling of what it would be like if he chose another partner and I was, and I was like, Oh, Oh, thank you. Thanks for the time we spent, you know, like it's like I could get the full feeling of it right now and it's forgiven right now. It's like, then, then if that uh, occurs, it's like, Oh, well, thanks for the time it spent with me. And people are like, well, what if you walk in and he's fucking another chick? (laughs) Good timing, huh, Rory? (laughs) (laughs) What if if you walk in and he's just like doing it uh, with someone else? 
And, and I go, well, you know, there might be an immediate shock to it. There might be an immediate shock factor to it, but it's not going to be anything that I can hold. It's not going to be something that I can hold on to, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, it, it's like, if that is the situation, then we just go with that situation. That's what it is. And then we'll see what occurs, you know? Uh, probably, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it occurred to me in a dream. Uh, it was the funniest thing because when I was, uh, looking to purify that fear of my partner going for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred in a dream where I walk in on him and he's with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I just like, and I'm just like totally okay with it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, thank you. And, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like directional. It actually feels kind of exciting to me. You know, it feels kind of exciting. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. If he is something like that, then all these different things will start occurring it's like, it's like a fun dream, you know, and then it's like, then it's fun because you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know who you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how long I'm supposed to be with my partner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rory, you missed the story. Oh. <laughs> it was a good story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is you got to listen to the recording. <laughs> you got to listen to the recording. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, my husband was not expecting me back at midnight. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, it's it's like there's this dream unfolding, and then there's all these characters in the dream pretending like you're you have a say in it. They're all pretending like you actually have a say in it, and they're trying to get you to agree that you have a say in it, and also that you did something wrong. There's always people showing up like that. There's always kind of characters showing up like that to try to convince you that you did something wrong. We feel like this. We all felt like this. You were all following misbelief. That's why you felt like that. It's not because of me. It's not because I came home at midnight. That's not, not how you get there. You get there by thinking a certain way. No one has to take it. No one has to have a hard time with me having with me coming home at, at midnight unless they choose to have a hard time with it. <laughs> you know, and not everyone can understand that, and not not everyone is ready to hear that. So that's kind of like the you know, and you'll see that you'll see that as that becomes more real for you, and basically it's it's a dream of awakening. So we're constantly opening up to different thought patterns that are bringing us closer to where we, who we are so that we could just be plucked out of the stream. And, you know, as we're, as we're moving like that, the people in our experience get to know that. It's kind of like they get trained. So a, a lot of the people who are around me, they can take that. A lot of people who are around me in my experience, they can totally take that. Like when I say, hey, that's not really, you know, really you know, you seem angry and that's not because of me, mm-hmm. you know, but you did this, but still that doesn't have anything to do with why you're angry right now. Mm-hmm. You said you'd be gone a few hours and I was like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like attachment though. Right? <clears throat> well, you know, it's not for me ever to analyze a person's ego. Okay. Cause you have to get the ego involved on that. So it's not up to me. I'm taking it as my projection. 
So this is for teaching my own mind. It's not for teaching my husband. It's not for training my husband. Nothing like that. I never subscribe to that one where you got to train him. I'm not interested in that. It sounds terrible. I got a dog. <laughs> no, that's my, that's my own mind. So I'm always honoring that being, you know, it's like, that's my own mind. I'm always taking care of him. And it's like, he can take that. He knows, even though he's so pissed off, he's feeling so pissed off. He knows that it is not because I came home after midnight. Doesn't have anything to do with that. Or that I told him I'm going to some guy's house that he never heard of. <laughs> that's not the reason either, you know, or that I never called him. I was out of cell. I found out that he had my other son, Braun, um, do a find my iPhone, track me down. You can't track me. I'm out of service. Yeah. And you know, we're over there. We're over there just totally like enjoying the show, right? We have no idea that anyone's suffering like this, you know, about, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the only reason you can ever have for that. So, uh, like, I'm not trying to make him not be mad. Like the first thing, the first thought and first thoughts, always the ego thought across your mind. First thought that crossed my mind, gosh, I was in such a good vibe. What a buzzkill, mm-hmm. you know, like I was just in this, uh, Oh, we've been just like singing all night, loving each other up, eating good food, smoking some spliffs. This is like a, a wonderful evening. And then all of a sudden I come home and there's a dude yelling at me, right? And, and in the front yard. So the neighbors can wake up about it too. It was freaking awesome. It was like completely uncharacteristic of how you'd even think of like my home and my family and stuff like that. So I'm just like, yeah, that's not because of me. (laughs) That's not caused by me. (laughs) Like I didn't start yelling at him or anything. I was just like, and then he just kept on trying to get me into the, into the groove, into that um, whole conversation. And I was like, no, that's just not about me. And then today I was able to share with him about how, how all the awesome times I had over there and different, um, different little conversations and people and, and yumminess and songs. And he was super open to hear all of that kind of stuff. And, and you know, he was making fun, too. He's making some fun this morning. Um, I, t- I kept on telling him how sweet he is. I was like, you know how good that feels just to have someone that is, like, up in the middle of the night ready to drive around aimlessly in Puna <laughs> no. looking for a red forerunner. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I'm just... I'm not going to be asleep, so I might as well drive around looking for a car. <laughs> he got it. He's like, just like, oh. And it's like, how could I be mad at him for being angry, too, you know? He was, he was laying down. He was going back to bed. And, and, and he was just kind of like, you could have just, you could have just, you know, and just like, that's a, a bad neighborhood. I'm like, it's okay, honey. You're going to be laughing about it tomorrow. And he was. He was making jokes about it in the morning. He's like, if you're there, because we're, I, I said something about, uh, I said something about, because uh, uh, we're, we're homesteading, apparently, right? Uh, that's why I keep on getting this, project, this, this perception that he wants me to be a homesteader. He keeps on, you know, kind of like pushing that homesteading thing. <laughs> so you got these three acres out there in the middle of nowhere, and we're homesteading. And, uh, and, and he tells me, 
And, and I t- was telling about Fantuzzi's fireplace. I was like, we have to have a thing like that. That is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. We're having one of those. He's like, fuck yeah, only it'll have a real roof on it because I'm a real builder. I was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, but I don't know if you're going to be there or something like that. And I was like, well, you know, you got to just make it for yourself. <laughs> See if I like it. <laughs> See if it's good enough for me. <laughs> and, and see, like, like relating really is like meant to be playful mm. like that, you know. Um, we never have to take anything seriously with our, with our partners or anything. With our kids, you know, I've shared before, my kids are like on a thing where a couple of them get, will get together and go like, yeah, they're shitty parents. Mm. And they did all this and they did this and they did this and they'll both come around telling us that we're shitty parents, you know. And it's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> you just like embrace whatever it is. Tell me about that. What is what 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 is it? How's it how's that oh how does that feel? Oh, what do you want to do about it? Okay. <laughs> Let them change their mind and meander a bunch of times. You know. Oh, what do you want? You want me to get have you go get a twitch? Go get a twitch out of the yard. And when you're when you're getting out of line, I twit I twitch you with a little twitch. Is that what you want? My, my son was telling me that he he uh want some punishment. I was like, oh yeah, how do you want it? <laughs> Here I go out and get a twitch. <laughs> He's like, well, you can make me do things. But then after making him do things for a little while, he realized he didn't really want that. That wasn't really what he was after. Going to school. He didn't want to go to school after all. He thought he did. That, that's, but that's the way the mind works. The grass is always greener, right? I, must, I, I think I want to go to school, and because my parents are just letting me go to school if I want to, but they're not actually pushing me to go to school, they must be fucked up. All right, parents, I want you to make me go to school right now. Okay, we're going to make you go to school until you tell us to stop doing that. All right, so <laughs> stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> Aren't you glad we're such shitty parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is, the things are going to show up to make it seem like you've done something wrong. That's how it is. Whenever, and whenever you're around pe- people, because people are in pain and you made them like that. You made them, you made them in pain. You taught them how to be in pain. The people around you are in pain. That's your pain. Okay. Uh, so, so the people that are in pain are trying to project their pain. And they're trying to project it in a way that takes it off of themselves, which it doesn't. It never takes them off it off of themselves. But for you, it'll be like a temptation to join them in pain. Okay? So it'll be like a temptation to admit that you're wrong. Admit that you're wrong about something you did in the world. Don't ever admit that you're wrong about something you did in the world because the world is chaos. <laughs> because it's impossible to do it right or wrong. It's impossible. But you could say it's, you could mostly say it's right because whatever it is that you've got a perception of is exactly what you need. So in that sense, it's right. But it, you know, it's never, it's never possible to like get it right or wrong, um, in the worldly sense. It's not, it's not really possible. So it's like, you just don't ever have to accept that for yourself as if you have done something wrong. Even if you get the perception of you were drunk driving and you rammed into someone. 
that may be a more difficult perception for you to see through. Uh, and if you, and if it's something that's given to you or some kind of something like gravity like that, that's given to you know that that is only reason it's there. That's the only reason it's there. This is like a test to see if you will be able to accept your innocence, even though you think you brammed someone and killed them while you were drunk. Okay. That's the only reason it's manifesting. There's no other reason for anything to manifest. So uh, it's like, of course, uh, the ego is going to be like, oh God, I fucking hope that doesn't happen. And, the, and, and at, at the same time, you know, if you get the perception of that, of that, it would be such a blessing because you're healing that. You're having the opportunity to heal that for everyone. See? And, and people go, well, isn't that like calling in? And it's like, no, because we don't call things in by, by welcoming everything. We call things in by the resonance. It's the resonance. Okay? So a car accident resonates with, oh, my God, how am I going to pay the bills? That's what it resonates with. It does not resonate with, if I need a car accident, then I need a car accident. It doesn't resonate with that. It resonates with judgment. Okay? It's not, it's not the way, like, you know, um, most people understand law of attraction. You know, when they, taught, they teach law of attraction, they're teaching it to very conditioned minds. Okay? So not, not everyone understands what, you know, the deeper meaning, the deeper teaching is. But it's not so much that you have to be afraid of anything. That's the thing. Welcome everything. Oh, what does that feel like? I have, like, uh, maybe you would call me an empath. I don't know. But when I hear something about someone going through something, I'm immediately transported to that. And I love it. Mm. I love it. I'm like, oh, what does that feel like? Like when Alec Baldwin, is that the Baldwin? One of those Baldwin guys. Alec Baldwin uh, apparently accidentally shot a person on a movie set and killed her. Right? And I was like, whoa, I heard that story. I was automatically transported to like, Alex Baldwin, like I am him, right? And I'm getting that sense, like I just freaking shot someone. And I'm like really like super grateful for that. Heal. That's how healing happens. It's like it's giving you like that. Anything that's triggering a response, any, it's, that's for you. There's no Alec Baldwin. See? Uh, that's that's, made, that's make, made up so I could get the sense of that. And then get the sense of that for everyone who's going through that. There's plenty of people going through that, you know, where they got the perception. And there's no, you know, that thing about putting people in jail and everything like that and trying to get them not to drunk drive. None of that will ever help. None of that will help. It's not like it's bad. It's fine. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like to appease the mind. Like, okay, we're doing something about it. The thing is, it's energy. You could take all the cars away so no one can drunk drive anymore. The energy is still going to play out. It has to. So it's not like it, it's not like it's condemning anything like, um, you know, the, the, the jails or the um, AA or anything like that. 
all that stuff is for keeping the illusion alive. It all has a place like that. It's for keeping it alive. That doesn't mean you couldn't go into something like that. Like say um, you got the perception you got a court-ordered AA meeting or you just felt guided by your guide, guided to AA meetings and stuff. Anywhere you find yourself, that's for the same purpose. That's for undoing the thought that you separated yourself. Now, I know in those particular meetings, it'll be a thing like, I am an addict, something like that. So in just being aware and alert, what does that mean to me? Well, what do I feel like that? What does that feel like to make myself into something? That's basically modifying ourselves. Labeling yourself then, right? As an addict. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Every label is a modification. So it's modifying yourself into something that definitely doesn't have dominion over the world if addiction is real for you, right? And even if you find yourself in an addictive thing, um, you're not addicted. You can only be addicted to thought, and everyone's addicted to that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to pop up the world. Everyone. Until the world disappears for you, just look at it like this. I'm a thought addict. (laughs) Because that is what's popping it up. That's what's making it appear here is thought. Thinking that you're addicted to manifestations in the world will distract you from being aware that you are addicted to thought. That's a total distraction. Like, let's just grab on to all these thoughts now. Okay, now, okay, I don't like this addict self-image. Let's get to go with all these other, all this other self-image. And it's also perfect for each person as it's playing out. Um, it's all leading to the same place, like Bob was sharing earlier about how it's all leading to uh, awakening. It's all everyone's going in the same direction. All the experts looking at where consciousness is evolving, it's all, it's, it's all the same. It's only a matter of time. So we get on these different timelines, you know? It's like this. It's like, there's, it's like there's all these timelines in consciousness like this. That's why I like to look at the image. And then these ones up here are closer to God consciousness. And then it gets denser, 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 denser. These are timelines. So we're constantly moving between these timelines, depending on how we're taking things. It's really fun. You can go whoop all the way down here for a minute. And you can just like pop back up. It's freaking awesome. Because, you know, it, it, look at the game you're playing. And it is a game. Mm-hmm. Look at the game you're playing. And anytime you're taking anything in the world to be meaningful, you're moving around. You're moving around. Okay? Uh, and, and, whenever, and, and whenever you allow yourself to be uplifted, like I'll give you a really good example. Someone, someone um, relayed this to me. They said that they were so caught up in the idea one of those ideas, one of those, any one of those scary conspiracy theories, right? I'm not saying that they're not actual conspiracies as far as the world is concerned. That could be the case. Um, we don't need to focus on any of them, though. So what my friend was doing was focusing on one particular co- conspiracy and thinking about it a lot and how bad it was and telling a bunch of other people about it and found herself in the dumps. And she just did that for, I think she said, uh, 20 months or something. And then she realized she didn't have to do it anymore. And she said she felt like she just went boop like that, just like boom, up. Totally different life. It's like a totally different life. It's like a totally different person. 
This is how healing, this is how profound the healing can be. And, you know, this is something because it's just like about how we focus our, our energy. We think of ourselves a certain way and we relate with everyone and everything from the way we think about ourselves. So it's always a self-concept that being played out. And through that, we're undoing the self-concept. We actually want to undo the self-concept. Not turn it into a sober self-concept, right? We actually want to undo the self-concept. And, you know, basically all that is, there's nothing really, anything else but watching. You're watching the thoughts. And and when you're watching the thoughts, you're watching the effects they have. Body's energy field is where you can watch the effects, the immediate, immediate effects of the thoughts take place there. Yeah, you're right. I have seen my arms just tense up. Yes. Every thought makes tension in the body. That's another thing. That's why the most important pose in yoga is called Shavasana. It's at the end of the yoga. You know why it's at the end of the yoga? Because the yoga is meant to quiet you down so that you're actually (laughs) going to be there quiet. That's that's the whole thing. Because Mm -hmm. in that time, you're integrating, right? In that, in that time, Shavasana, you're integrating. And what the yogis say is any thought makes tension in the body. And I've experienced that myself. Makes tension in the body and it's going to limit the integration mm-hmm. from the yoga pr- practice because you want to let, let it be completely relaxed. When your mind moves, your body contracts. Now, these are also, these are, these are worldly thoughts because any benevolent thought has no reaction. Any benevolent thought is actually opening. But 99.9% of the thoughts are not benevolent thoughts. They're malevolent thoughts that cross our mind all the time. Where do they come from? It's just the thought of separation echoing. In different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's meant to look real. It's meant to look new. It's meant to look like, oh, this is a new situation. Mm-hmm. This is a new friendship. <laughs> no one's new. Nothing's new. Yeah, we've done it. We, you know, you, you think back on this lifetime and you're like, wow, I've had a bunch of unique experience on this lifetime. You know, this lifetime that you're perceiving, you know, you've done it so many times, you probably can't even count it. This lifetime, not a different one, this one. That's how many times this has been played over and over and over again. It's like we're so, we get so dimmed by our own mind because it's so powerful to make illusion. The light is so dim that, it's, that it seems to take so many revolutions through this to, to finally be like, oh my gosh, I am making this up. Oh my gosh, I can escape this. And then, oh my goodness, okay. I, and, 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 and at a point, and it, seem, it, it, seems like I, it, it seems like I find myself at that point, only time will tell, but it seems like I find myself at, at a point where it's, it's certain. The road is always certain. The threat, where, where I will find the threat of bliss in any consequence, in any circumstance, it's all the same. See? So once there's that certainty, and like I say, only time will tell. Because there could be a, a I don't know, uh, any, any of it would be a blessing. Oh, yeah, clean face today. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is freaking awesome. Where's the other one? Is it out? 
peacock in here for those who are listening on uh, Spotify and stuff like that there's actually a peacock in the room yeah there were there were two and I was just talking I was thinking you know the peacocks will take care of themselves and they did oh now this now it's going out I think yeah because the lady one is no. Thank you. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Thank you for not pooping. There we go. Yeah. I was trying to get it out before we pooped. Yeah. I know. They like to poop all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to land on the head. So what's up? They fly. <laughs> yeah, you flew right over us. I know. Like I know. Like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the blue, a blue Holy Spirit. <laughs> the blue of peace. The blue of peace. Yeah. We were just as terrified. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> what were you saying? Good question. <laughs> wow. That thought. Let's just see Oops. what happens if we get all the peacocks in here. Let's <laughs> 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 switch things up. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. I'll be on the too. I brought the liquid. Anybody wants one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we got a peacock blessing. Echoes. 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 And always echoes, yeah. So so um White Dove was asking where all these thoughts come from. And it's echo. It's an echo of the thought of separation. It's just recurring. It seems like it's coming in a new form. In a, it's a new circumstance, a new relationship. But you guys, we have done this many, many times before. Same life and other lives. It's like it's, it's, it's infinite. It's infinite. Because remember, time is an illusion. You know, when it was shown to me kind of like as a vision, it was like a... It was like mall, a mall. Uh, it was like a mall, and it was spinning, and it was going from the top to the bottom, unending. It's all been done a million times, millions of times. It's all been done, mm-hmm. and it's like, and there, and there's this great fear of being annihilated if you're not doing that. That's why there's this energy to race. There's a, this is where this racing it. It's spinning. This thing's spinning. Oh, and it didn't look like a black hole, but maybe, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it, but it's, it's like this spinning, whirling energy. So it's like when we get really focused on a, on a thought and on a worldly thought, it gets heavy. Notice it goes fast. The going fast is so that you don't recognize how that's hurting your mind. You're not recognizing that first manifestation where you're actually clenching up. Watch little things like your fingers. You'll notice your fingers will do a thing. Toes, lips, 
eyes, jaw. jaw. Yes, these are reactions to thinking. They always are. Well, the whole time you were talking, this was twitching. Now it's not. Yeah, it it's all it it all has a certain meaning. You don't have to go after the meaning, though. You don't have to do that. Just notice. Okay. Yeah. Consciousness, consciousness t- takes care of it, and your, your inner guide, when you're noticing, when the thing is, when you're noticing, when you're aware of what's going on in your mind and what kind of reactions you're getting, you're sharing that with your guide. When you're noticing, that's how you're sharing it with your guide. If you're refusing to notice it, then you're keeping it from your guide. You want to keep it a secret. If you want to keep it a secret, then you're just setting yourself up for more illusion. You know, like I said, like I put it, killing bodies, basically. Yeah. How many more bodies do you want to kill? And, and that's the thing. When you, when you put it like that, you can see that it's urgent that we see through this illusion because we don't want to have experiences of killing bodies a bunch of times more. No one does. That's what makes it urgent because that's automatic. That makes it urgent. Also, no one's going to run out of time and no one's really dying or getting sick or getting injured or anything. No one's going to run out of time. We're going to keep on getting the opportunity to see through until they're seeing through. So it's not like anyone, anyone's going to be lost. So it's like it's urgent, and then at the same time, it's not like no anyone's going to miss the boat, let's say. Although I am getting a check right now that people are going to kind of miss the boat for a, an amount of time um, because what I'm being shown is whenever... Um, we get this kind of worldly energy where there's this major upheaval like this. It's like a call to all of those who are ready for healing. And then, you know, people are going to make a really clear decision. They're either going to be ready for healing or they're going to be ready for a uh, worldly, more worldly experience. And see, we're all on different timelines. So we just, we stop having perceptions of certain beings and whatever they're doing on their timeline, we stop having perceptions of that. So we don't even know. There's no even way that we would be able to calculate or look at it like like that and go, oh, oh, I see this happened over here and that's why this person isn't here. No, the person just disappears from your experience and you may not even remember them. Okay? You may not even remember that they were in your experience um, because there's it's it's based on choice. This, what's going on? Now we're like kind of bopping between these timelines. These are choices we're making. It's a choice. It's like, yes, we're either saying yes to the illusion or yes to what you could say is the word of God. I like to say the word of God. The word of God is that you're innocent, pure, eternal, forever and ever, which is also synonymous with the will of God. And the will of God cannot be opposed. You, you know, as, as a mind with that much power, with all the, all the power of a mind, you can make illusions that, the, that God's will has been opposed. And that's exactly what this world is. It's an illusion that, that God's will has been successfully opposed. That's why people can die. And that's why there can be conflict and sickness and pain and all that kind of stuff. Because God's will has been opposed. And guess who opposed it? It was you. <laughs> you're the guilty one. So, you know, you're just getting what you deserve. That's the story of the ego. This is what you deserve. You are the one who ruined your place in eternity. You threw away your inheritance. 
See, you guys, and the th- I know, and the thing is, it's not true. I know. But thinking it's, thinking it's true. And, you know, we all think it's true to an extent. That's why we're getting a perception of a world. Because we all do think it's true to an extent. We all do think we're guilty to an extent. So, um, and, and, you know, way more than people, may, may, way more than people uh, know, and most people don't want to know that. Mm-hmm. They do not, not want to know that they have a guilty thought. Because it seems like they should be punished. And, you know, guilt, yes, it, that's, that's right. It does call for punishment. And that's why it's really important mm. to see the guilty thought and know that it's meaningless so that it doesn't have power. Mm. You're not giving the mind authority to use that as justification for your punishment. Mm-hmm. A guilt is always justification for punishment. But it's not a valid justification. My friend, my friend when she thought she was sick, she was... She was uh, she was telling me, it feels like I'm being punished. And I was like, yep, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it's meant to do, mm-hmm. you know. And she had a, a, and, you know, she had the, the, the thought, because um, she was really active in the, in the anti-COVID. No, not really active. She wasn't actually doing, like, a bunch of things, but she was, like, really into it. Like, she was, like, zoning in on into it and knowing all the stories. Like, she could mm-hmm. talk to you for hours about what's going on in the conspiracy theory world, right? And she was just like, well, I know exactly what to do if I contract COVID because it is real. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to have this ivermectin and these other natural things on hand. And this is how I'm going to beat it. Well, guess what? None of that shit worked. None of that. She got to try it out. She ended up going, you know what? That stuff isn't working. I feel the same. I'm just going to stop taking all that stuff now. <laughs> And so, you know, that was just perfect. I was like, man, that couldn't have gone more perfect because that was just like such a good opportunity for healing that sense that you have to rely on some supplements or you can use some supplements. I mean, it's one thing if you're using supplements, you don't have a choice in that. Who cares? It's the way you're thinking about it. It's the way you're thinking about the supplement. Okay. It's as if it, for one, you have to make sickness real for that supplement to have the power to heal it. Actually, first you got to make it real, you know, and it's like, and, and I'm not saying that you guys can't find yourself like if you think ivermectin is a thing and you're, you know, you find yourself taking ivermectin. I'm not saying you can't have healing while using ivermectin. You can. You just acknowledge what, it, what this is. This is a magic trick. I'm making a magic trick. Look, we're always making a magic trick. We're no, even when you take a knife, I like this example, when you take a knife and you cut something with it, that is also a magic trick. That knife never touched the thing that it cut. It never touched it. You know, even in the physical, uh, in the physical realm, they're showing now that there is space between everything. Nothing ever touches. So how is it that we're getting a perception that something can cut something if it didn't touch it, never touched it. See, we're making this shit up. I remember when, when my daughter came back, uh, uh, came back from school. She was in high school. She was in this preparatory high school. Um, it was like one of those where they were like really teach your kids some shit, you know? <laughs> she comes home. She's like, oh, my God, Mom, nothing is solid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know, uh, you know, and she goes, she goes, I can't believe it. I didn't, I, I, don't, I don't know what to think about that. Nothing is solid. Mm-hmm. And so she tells my husband, nothing is solid. He's like, oh, no, wow, what are you saying? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my imitation of him. I'm yeah. sure he loves it too. 
I love you, honey. So <laughs> it's like this. It's like this really. Uh, I, I picture like this really astute, like older man that just like he's like, oh no, I. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. I'm sure it can't be true. <laughs> so he's like, so he's, so, he's, so he's like that. And my daughter just totally schooled him. And that was back, you know, my daughter's 29 now. It was like, I don't know, like 12 years ago or something. And my husband, it really, I saw it open his eyes. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing is solid. My daughter explained it really well because she was actually taking physics in high school. <laughs> so she's like telling, telling him, and and then after that, his perception definitely shifted. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. He's like, look, this chair. Look, I can go like this, and it sure does feel solid. But here's the evidence that it's not solid. So where is that sense that it's solid coming from? It's a sense. It's a body sense. There's actually nothing there. And all the body sense is to tempt you, one, from the ego's perception, to make it real. And two, so you could see through it. So you could heal, heal the guilty self-concept that underlies it. Well, it's just like looking at a TV or a movie screen or your computer. You see all these things, but absolutely nothing's there. Yes, that's it. It's all, you're the one that invests belief in it being there. And there's going to be forgetting and remembering and self-doubt all along the, you know, all along the path. Forgetting, remembering, just, you know, make it, you know, make it your point to remember. It is so much more powerful than any kind of meditation or any kind of spiritual practice that there is to remember that you're making this up. Be willing to forgive. If you don't know that, if you don't know that you're making it up, I hope I'm making it up. I hope I'm making this up. One of my friends said that recently, you know, I said, how can a benevolent God create sickness and disease? How would that be fucking possible? Uh, how, 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 because well, look, well, let's take the definition of benevolent as we know it. Let's say, as I'm making it up, the definition of benevolent, it's like your thought, you, your thoughts are not capable of going to the dark side. They're just not capable of going. You're not capable of conceiving of sickness or death. So how the fuck would you create a world like that? It would be impossible for, uh, for this world to be created. So my friend goes, and, you know, she's always been a, a Christian, too. She's always like, God, I hope this world is not created. And I'm like, that's it. That's the door the, the spirit needs. That's really just the door your spirit needs. God, I hope this world has not been created. Guess what? That's an opening. When you say I'm willing. Yeah. I hope is willing. I hope is willing. That's really good. You know, uh, the, way, the, the way A Course in Miracles got channeled is there has to be another way. Someone said there has to be another way. And then all of a sudden this stuff starts channeling through. You know, now that's the opening that the spirit needs to show you. So it's like, I hope, I, you know, that's, that's, what I, that's what I did when I first started out. God, I hope this isn't real. And then it, then it moved toward, I know this isn't real, even though it feels real. I'm sure this isn't real, even though this feels real. 
And then it gets really powerful. You start to like feel that, uh, that fire, that resistance. You're, you're, you're like burning out the ego. It's like burning out this, uh, this energy that's saying that that's really, that's really out there and that's really fearful. And there's this clinging to it and wanting to hold on to it. I want my pain. I want my pain. Mm-hmm. See? No, don't tell me that. So whenever I have, um, I have experienced people come to wisdom dialogues or just hear me say something and get really offended by it. It's always, I want my pain. I'm not ready to give that up, you know? Um, so, you know, when I get that kind of reaction from someone, of course I shut the fuck up. I don't have anything else to share. (laughs) And, you know, and I just like allow myself to feel with them, whatever is someone is, whenever someone is, uh, reacting to me, they're reacting to me in my perception. That means that reaction is actually coming from me. Okay. So it's not like I'm trying to, um, get into his head or her head and find out like what kind of ego games they're playing over there. I do not give a shit what kind of ego games they're playing. That's not my business. That's not for me. That's the first place the ego wants to go though. What's the other, what, what ego game is the other guy playing? I was like, I don't care. What does that have to do with me? I mean, if someone's coming up and saying, Hope, um, can you help me out? I seem to be playing this ego game. Then I'm like, let's look together, you know? <laughs> but I'm not trying to like, hey, I, I see what's going on with you. I am completely fucking lost if I think I see something like that. Hey, I see that your ego is doing this. I know right away I'm fucking dreaming. I might as well be having a sexual fantasy. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all just for killing bodies. This killing time, it's a killing me. Drinking myself blind, hoping I won't see. <laughs> One of my favorite country songs. <laughs> it's like symbolic for me. <laughs> like, you know, just like keep on like... uh uh, it's and it's not a physical drinking. It's not like I'm talking about alcohol or something. You know, it's not like a physical drinking. It's like you're drinking the Kool Aid of the ego. You know, it's like it, it's all this projecting, all this ah, what's gonna happen? It's like I don't want to look within. That's all that's going on. If I'm if I'm concerned about something that's gonna happen exterior to me, I do not want to look within. I don't care what it is. Okay. I got the perception my daughter was on meth for a whole year and I still did the same thing. Not trying to fix the out, what's outside. Just go right within any kind of upset, you know, noticing reflections of upset feeling and just embracing upset feeling. And, you know, everything gets taken care of. Every little thing. That, that guy wasn't kidding. He did that song. Every little thing. It's going to be all right. It actually is all right. Or it's getting a perception that it's not all right. We're confused. All we want is our salvation. Okay? You don't know what salvation means. It sounds Christian to you. All we want is release from a nightmare mm-hmm. <laughs> that we made. <laughs> Sometimes I have people come up to me and go, I really agree with what you're saying. But I hate the way you say it. That it sounds too Christian for me. 
And I was like, okay, then you just need a different teacher. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep making me say it? <laughs> yeah, why do you keep making me yeah. say it? Oh, you get an upset feeling. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. What is for? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's five-ish. Oh, yay. Oh, man, you guys are so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I was telling Hope at the New Hope Church, right mm-hmm. on the corner. Oh yeah, we're gonna get food from four to five thirty. They're giving drive-up free uh, Thanksgiving dinners. Oh, tonight? Right now? Right we got to get there by five thirty. Yeah, it's five. Where is it? Thanksgiving. Go to tonight. the right, uh, to the light, and turn right, and mm-hmm. then it's the first left. New Hope Church, Pahoa. Holy Oh, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. I love you.